welcome to the Lyman Wolf Podcast. I am your host, Raceland, and I'm joined today by my co-host. Hiya, I'm Nate. Yeah, and on today's podcast, we're talking about the best and the worst video game worlds to live in. Now, I, I, uh, this was my pick for the subject matter, and I wanted to uh, just come up with this idea because everybody loves video games, and sometimes the worlds, they aren't so good, and sometimes they're great. So we each pick five games... Uh, universes that we think would be great to live in and five universes that would be terrible to live in. Basically, you're a custom character in this uh, in this game and you're literally like yourself, but you could be similar to the main character. So, Nate, you had some questions. You want to kind of clarify to them what, what I mean by that? Uh, so, the way I'm taking it or understanding it is that we are an NPC within the universe, so we're not the main character, but we do get access to main character like stats abilities and whatnot yeah i kind of look at it as a, a good example uh, is like so say you're playing a game where you're in an army and mm-hmm. uh you're not the main character you're not like master chief or something like that but you're like the new recruit in the army and you can have similar powers to him if he if he has like that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah okay so you get like power armor like Master Chief? Something like that. And that's just an example. I'm not going to pick okay. Halo. That was a, right. probably a bad example. But yeah, that's kind of what I was going with. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, I'll go first since this is my pick. Okay. And uh, for my first good world, is it's sort of a cheap pick in my opinion, but I mean it counts, is the Harry Potter franchise. All right. Harry Potter has been around for years and years and years, and they have made tons of different video games throughout the franchise. They're even making one called Hogwarts Legacy that's coming out. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. I am too. I'm very excited for that. So the reason why I picked this is because, like, again, do you think it's a cheap pick? Because, I no. mean, all so, the video games are based mainly on the, the movies instead so, of being focused on, like, a character in the world. Yeah. First off, the whole premise of this is picking the universe of the game. So picking a Harry Potter franchise game just means that you're going into a, our world with magic of Harry Potter style. Yeah. Um, so it's not, I, I wouldn't consider it a cheap pick. It's just a wide pick or a relatively easy pick to go with. Yeah. I And that's, that's one of the reasons why I picked it because it's like I was having trouble finding my fifth and final one and mm. it's like this is a world I've always wanted to live in and that, I mean there are video games so I guess it works and so you would then by picking this you are like you won't just go be a muggle you will become a wizard yeah you would be just like basically like Hogwarts Legacy is going to be it's like you're a new student at Hogwarts and you would go th- traverse throughout the thing, and you probably run into Harry Potter and stuff like that. If or if it's not set in that time period, it could be even just you know you're meeting famous wizards throughout history of Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah, it just depends on what time frame or which game you're basing the timeline in. But yeah, obviously in the world of Harry Potter, your access to magic, potions, spells, anything, and I don't know why they just ignore this, but it's in the mo- well, sort of modern era. 
you got That's technology like and early 90s and whatnot yeah well you still you got like cars and technology and all the stuff that they just blatantly ignore yeah that's true so i haven't i haven't delved too deep into why harry potter wizards just kind of ignore technology i I guess they think they're better than muggles i guess like why would i why would i need to bother myself with a gun when i can shoot a spell from a stick that's possible they did like i did read some lore where like wizards do see themselves as better than muggles well they've never mentioned anything about firearms or guns or in like do they acknowledge that they are real like wizards yeah wizards like they've never mentioned it they they have flying cars so obviously it's they mention how the oh you let muggles see you in your flying car and stuff so to be fair the car even cars most wizards don't even mess with cars. The car is literally a Weasley, Arthur Weasley's pet project. I know, he but himself my, is obsessed. But my point still Muggle. stands: of like that is a Muggle thing that's in the Wizarding world, and they just kind of ignore it. Well, okay, so actually, I think that would be a good uh, indicator that they don't really go into technology because. Uh, or even not even just technology because like modern stuff because Arthur Weasley doesn't even know what the function of a rubber ducky is. Oh, I forgot about that. That's true. And like I said, the car is a pet project of his to see if he himself can do something with this weird muggle tech and he just ends up making it fly and turn invisible. And have a personality and become alive. Does the car have a personality? Oh, you don't remember Chamber of Secrets when the car got offended and just kicked him out and drove away? No. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've watched the movie. And oh, read dude, the book, I so. love I, Harry Potter. is one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. Yeah. I've seen them so, so many times. Yeah, I could see why you would pick this world. It keeps the familiarity of our current world just adds more to it. I'm going to tell you right now, if I got teleported into this world and I have retained all of my knowledge of who I am and the lore of this world, you're damn right I'm just going over to Muggles and grab some modern crap and just bring it over here and like, I'm going to infuse this shit with magic. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be curious to see if there is like an actual reasoning. You have like an assault rifle, but you had put spells in it, so it's just like an endless... Yeah, I mean... I have read some books where they like enchant modern weapons. Like one has it to where uh, their gun, its loading sequence is connected to a armory. So every time they fire a bullet, it just takes a bullet from the armory and reloads it from there using spatial magic. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, so yeah, stuff like that is right up my alley. I do enjoy seeing modern takes of magic and machinery combining. Dude, just imagine how much easier it would have been to take down Voldemort if they were just like, oh, Glockius Omatis. Boom, 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 boom. Or, <laughs> to be devil's advocate, how easier it would have been for Voldemort to just, you know, shoot the Potters. Or not only that, but just be like, oh, I have been trying to take down Hogwarts. Oh, hey, uh, Voldemort, there's something called a bomb. Yeah. It just blows up buildings. What? And as easily as they get into <laughs> Hogwarts... Like, oh, we slip past Death Eaters all the time. It's no big deal. Yeah. 
Tom would have easily helped. <laughs> so yeah, well, no, you, I, all, all they had to do was literally as morbid as this sounds. Like, don't the Death Eaters like they will die for Voldemort? Strap for a, the most part, yeah. Strap a suicide vest on them, blow up the school, like yeah, mo- oh yeah, that's fucked most up. Of them it's messed are up, but it's true. Hardcore. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so your pick is the Harry Potter world for the magic. I'm assuming, yeah, for the most part, right. and being able to be a literal student of Hogwarts. I mean, so awesome and dangerous, but fun. Yeah. Again, it depends on what time frame you go and also like if you're just if you're not harry potter so really your time at hogwarts isn't going to be too affected unless like if you're going at the same time as harry you'll probably be affected by like dolores umbridge uh you don't want that that would be terrible (laughs) but you could also you know affect her too oh there's also the whole thing of dumbledore's army you're literally training to fight voldemort if you join Dumbledore's army, like the whole of Hogwarts doesn't join them, just like Harry Potter's friends join. That's true. That's true. But it, so you being an NPC, but with like the benefits of a main character, you would have the opportunity to join them. I would imagine. And again, keep in mind, from what I'm understanding of what why we picked this is like, don't we keep or retain knowledge of everything? Yeah. So it's like, you know what what Voldemort can do. Yeah, well, not just do, but again, with like your the time frame kind of thing. Like, if you start Hogwarts the same time as Harry Potter during the feast, just go shake hands with uh, Professor Quill, reach up, tear his turban off, and be like, "Yo, there's Voldemort." There's Voldemort. <laughs> the rest of the series is done. Like you have. Yo, Dumbledore, take care of this. <laughs> yeah, you have just skipped eight time or eight years of horrific things happening and you can now just enjoy your life with like harry and his friends or enjoy your own life with yourself like it whatever have you ever played the harry potter video games like the ones no. based they're terrible like the only the- harry potter games i have played were the uh, mobile games which one was like the pokemon go version where i think it was wizards unite i think yeah and it got shut down it was it was interesting. I, it wasn't great, but it was interesting. I liked the whole aspect of creating your wizard and you becoming a wizard kind of thing. That was cool. Yeah, with, the, I, with the video games, like as much as I love the franchise, it's like the games weren't great, man. <laughs> they were pretty buggy and horrific looking. And a lot of them were literally just like there was a Wii game that was just point and shoot with the remote. <laughs> That's all it is. Just point and shoot with your, with your wand. Yeah. The, Fun. The one I played the most of would be Harry Potter, like Hogwarts mysteries, uh, which is from what I understand, kind of like how legacy is going to be where you're basically just a new character. You create a whole new wizard going in. It's just set before the Harry Potter time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited for legacy. I'm I'm so excited. All right. So we're going to move on to your pick for the best. One of of the best. My first best pick is Sunset Overdrive. Oh, you talk about that game all the time. You love that game. I do. Uh, because I love the aesthetics of the game, love the humor of the game. Now, the, I, reason... I, the only things I know about this game is the things you've told me. I've never actually played it. Yeah. The reason I would be picking Sunset Overdrive is, first off, uh, 
one of the things that I went looking for in the best selection is technology and modern stuff. I would I don't want to go into a fantasy setting where plumbing is not really a thing. I mean, or internet. What if you go to like Lord of the Rings or you can just magic your poo away? No, I <laughs> no. I want plumbing. Um <laughs> And like as like I said, I love the idea of magical worlds, and I would love to like go there as a visitor, but being transported there and having to live there, no thanks. Uh, I will stick to sci-fi or modern at least. So if I remember right, what you've told me with Sunset Overdrive, it's kind of like a mutated apocalypse world, right? Sort of. Just the city. Um, if you can escape the city. The rest of the world is normal from the context of the game. So, first off, high-tech stuff. You have almost uh, Back to the Future-style technology. There we go. Uh, when they go to the future and meet his kids and everything. Uh, so, like, holograms are projected for billboards. And Pre-laced stuff like that. shoes that lace themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of technology is the set for this. Okay. Um, the style. So like, as I won't be the main character, I fully plan to meet the main character. Yeah. That's I'm what I just assume with most of these games is that you're going to interact with the main character at some point. Yeah. Well, I will actively find them. I know where they're going to be. I know the missions in the game. So I know the factions and all this. I'll be, kind of joining one of the factions or trying to join one of the factions. They are a LARPing faction. <laughs> They're a LARPing faction? So If you don't know what LARPing is, it's live action role play. Yeah. Uh, when all of the apoc... There's groups of people who have survived in the city. They're not mutants or anything like that. There is a group of them that were LARPing during the event of all that happening. And then when it all happened, they're just like... The guy who was pretending to be king kind of snapped. Like, his mind just was like, oh, well, I guess this is now happening. And so he just declared himself an actual king. And everybody else just kind of felt so sorry for him that they kind of the went along with it. And so they created, like, a little weird kingdom in a gymnasium, I think. What a weird uh, game, dude. It is. And it's one of the reasons I love it. Um... So yeah, I would be trying to join that faction to be like, I will be the advisor to your king and allow me to join you and maybe give you some advice for maybe newcomers that are coming to talking about the main character. And once the main character joins up with them, I'll help him out, move along, join, help out with the, uh, there's a faction of like Boy Scout, Girl Scout groups with their camp leader is a limbless person. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, a weird game. But yeah, it. So going on this adventure with this guy, trying to expose the corporation for the evil that it's doing, helping him out. That's what I want to do. Like I feel like that'd just be a lot of fun. And once we do escape the city, see where it goes from there. Speaking Plus, I think normal that guy, might be normal guy. Yeah. I feel like that might be the closest thing to uh, I might get to like a sequel to this game. So, like, I keep, keep you so keep I having can... high hopes to get that sequel. 
Yeah, I I highly doubt it'll ever happen. So this is probably the closest well, it, way for me to be able to see what happens next. It was an store. Xbox One exclusive, and we're now on Series X and S, and nothing. <laughs> and games make comebacks all the time, but yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But <laughs> I have high hopes. So that that would be my first pick. Okay. For that. All right. So that moves on to the first bad game, the worst world. For my first world is going to be the city. In Rampage. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, that I've... narrows it down so much. <laughs> well, you said the city. I'm like, is that a game? No, it's like... the city in Rampage. If you're not familiar okay. with the game Rampage, you basically are... You control a, a couple of giant monsters, like animal monsters, and the entire goal is literally just kill the city, eat people, and destroy the city. That's basically yeah. it. And imagine being, and I have a scenario for both. Imagine being just an NPC in the city. You're dead. Like, there's nothing you can do to stop these giant monsters. The military can't like even living, stop these monsters. Kind of like living a loop in the worst parts of a Godzilla movie. All right. The time. And then, if on the other side, is uh, if you are one of the monsters... You are a person who was experimented on. The experiments go horribly wrong and transform you into a giant monster where you go and destroy the city. So it's like, yeah. it's a lose-lose no matter what you do. You're the eaten or you're the eater. Yeah, and yeah. from what I remember of the games, like they don't have a choice. They just kind of like lose their minds and they go destroy the city, don't they? Yeah, they, be- yeah, they become mindless rampaging monsters. Yeah, uh, so you're screwed. I, I don't... Like the experiment thing, though, I want to say, if I remember correctly, they themselves experimented on themselves. Like it was voluntary. I'm pretty. I don't know, man. The one I played Be- the most was Rampage World Tour on the Nintendo 64, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that it was the corporation that like experimented on you. Well, you're the scientist. That's the thing. You're the scientist. I and- don't. It's been a very long time, but I thought it was Scum Labs picked people and experimented on them and th- i'd have to it's been a long time for me too so i could be remembering it wrong yeah i don't know but either way if you're an npc just civilian in the world or in the city you're screwed and if you become the monster you're still screwed it's not it's a lose-lose no matter what you do yeah i can definitely understand why this would be a like the one of the worst to go with yeah uh, I, other than that, I don't really have much to say about the city. It's just you're gonna die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, either die or just be a giant hulking killer monster. and who murders everybody. And then if you ever do yeah. transform back, you're like, oh god, what did I do? Yeah, that I agree that that is one of the worst worlds I would want do not want to go into. <laughs> All right, so what would be your, what your first worst world? Uh, so my first world, worst world would be Bendy and the Ink Machines world. I know about this because of you. Yeah. So I love Disney. Uh, love all their movies and cartoons and stuff. And this game is kind of like a corrupted version of Disney. Uh, it is an in- like it's a. I love the art style because it's all like kind of Steamboat Willie kind of look. Yeah. Old school animation. And just 3D. But the story is that you play as Henry, 
And he is an old uh, co-worker of their version of Walt Disney, which his name is Joey Drew. Uh, but you eventually leave the company, go out to get married, have kids, and live your life. Joey Drew, on the other hand, continues being Walt Disney, making like a park and keep going with the animations and all this stuff. But it takes a darker turn where instead of, you know, well, he makes a pact with a demon who possesses <laughs> his main character. Uh, and like the studio becomes just a nightmare fueled place. The people there are continuously working and doing their thing, but they keep noticing weird stuff. And the game takes place after all of this has happened. You are Henry returning to see what is up with your old friend. So my question for you is that you are now a new character in this game. Are you one of the employees while it's happening? Or are you one of the people that come back after it already happened? Alright, so that's actually the interesting part of this game. So the game is a loop. Uh, You keep playing it over and over and over again, finding more discoveries as you play, or when you beat the game, you just start again, but it's kind of like a new game plus. Uh, So it never really indicates that there is an after. Uh, like Maybe this is just a hell loop. Yeah, that's kind of what it implies. Um... So in my head, me going into this world, I would be stuck in a hell loop, not as Henry. I'd be my own self, but I'd be able to at least help Henry because Henry does get help from some of the characters. Oh, that was going to be my question. Is he by himself or is there actual other people there? So the fun thing about this is, and spoilers for Benny and the Ink Machine for anybody who's listening and does wish to play it, I highly recommend it. It's a fun game. Tap out for a second. Yeah. Come back in about Uh, 20 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. And if I'm still talking about it, come back another 20 seconds. (laughs) Um, So in Benny and the Ink Machine, the Henry meets characters from the shows and stuff. So he meets uh, a wolf who is their version of Goofy, Uh, which I love the fact that they made a wolf. Goofy. That's awesome. So my gosh. but you meet the characters of the show and stuff, and they're life-size. But then as you play the game and you read snippets of notes and all get audio files and all these things, you learn that the characters you've been meeting are your former co-workers. Bendy the demon has turned them into characters from the show, and they're stuck that way. So would you would be a character from the show? Possibly. Or okay. Henry him Henry himself is not a deem or not a character. He is himself. a normal guy. Yeah. So it could be that I'm just someone who got stuck in the loop like Henry did. Okay. Uh, but with all of my knowledge, I could help Henry piece this all together and hopefully try to escape the loop. Because the whole point of the game so far has been to escape the loop. It's just I don't know if there's actually a way to do that. Uh so being able to go in there just would be terrifying because you have all this black ink dripping from everywhere. Like you'll see old time brick just oozing black ink. And eventually it's possible also come to the ink and become a character and then be stuck as that character. And when they become the characters, 
for the most part, unless I think like there are two characters specifically who retain their memories and knowledge, but everybody else doesn't. They become the characters. So you lose yourself. You might be trapped behind and watching it all happen, but you're now a nightmare version of these cartoon characters. It sounds like an absolute nightmare of a world, dude. It is, and that's why I would not want to go in. Like, that would be fun to play, but horrible world to go into for me. Okay. So that, that would be my first pick for the worst world. Okay, so that means that for next one, I'm going to pick another good world to go into, and I pick the Assassin's Creed universe. I'm a massive fan of Assassin's Creed, and you already seem like you don't agree with me. Well, not. I'm just noticing a correlation between it and the Harry Potter. They're both our world added to it, though. Yeah, kind of. It's not the whole list, though. Don't worry. That's fine. Hey, you do you. So if you don't know about the Assassin's Creed franchise, the original Assassin's Creed is that Desmond Miles was the main guy who went into the Animus, which is like a machine to relive your ancestors' pasts and learn how to become an assassin through something called the bleeding effect. And yeah. that would basically give you automatically abilities of an assassin. And you would also learn about his past and go through all his memories and stuff. But mm -hmm. in the more modern games, that is not a problem anymore. You don't have to have the ancestor part of, of being uh, in the animus. They can literally just tap into anybody's memories and just be like, I'm going to become an assassin by the bleeding effect and learn how everything about this person. So you basically go into this animus, and you could be anything. You could be a pirate, a Viking, go in, you know, any time period you want, and become any assassin you want. So I am kind of curious with this because, as you said, in the later games, that it's where pretty much anybody can do it. They even market it as uh, games. Yeah, like in Black Flag, the whole purpose is like you dive into, uh, I almost said Shea Cormac. That is not Black Flag. Edward Kenway. Edward Kenway, yeah. Uh, Edward Kenway's memories, to they, their ulterior motive is to find a piece of Eden, but their whole you know, front is that they're trying to promote it as a new video game is experience the uh the whole experience of being a pirate sail the seas as you know that kind of stuff it was a yeah. commercial basically so and you were a tester my curiosity about this is that when they do this because obviously since they make these as games and the public is able to play them does the bleeding effect actually affect the public as well and if so doesn't that basically just mean that they're breeding more assassins because if people are learning to become assassins through a bleeding effect and you're well, creating a world okay. <laughs> the bleeding effect thing kind of they kind of stopped that after desmond okay i wasn't sure if they still did that or not because nah, i haven't played that one. was a more earlier form of the animus okay yeah that was just mostly for them to be like oh that's why desmond can do things now yeah i was about to say that seems kind of counterproductive for a templar owned company to like hey let's make everybody into an assassin <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah no but i just i love the idea of being able to go into any time period that has an assassin or doesn't have an assassin now the like valhalla and uh odyssey 
they're not even assassins at this point. They're just warriors. Yeah, so, and Edward Kenway wasn't originally an assassin. He no, was a but the pirate ra- for the majority of the game. Yeah, but the whole thing is that they were tapping into his memories because he was an assassin in his lifetime that was connected yeah, but, to the Peace of Eden. Yeah, but that yeah, exactly. They were going for the Peace of Eden. Right. But as you said earlier, they can tap into pretty much any genetic DNA yeah. to do this. It does not have to be an assassin. They kind of tried to sum it up as like, oh, because of Desmond's latent abilities, I guess? Like, the lore of Assassin's Creed gets kind of muddled after a I while. Thought, uh, yeah, like, from what I remember with the Black Flag, they acted, or they talked about uh, Desmond's corpse still containing the DNA memories. Exactly, they yeah. They used his DNA memory to use that, using other people to go in them. Yeah, basically. They used yeah. him as a base. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just love the idea of being able to do... Become an assassin. Just any time period you want. Like, oh, you want to be a caveman assassin somehow? Sure, there you go. We have the DNA of a caveman. I don't know. <laughs> I'm... Uh, that, That's yeah. just Far Cry Primal. <laughs> yeah. If, I would be... Another interesting curiosity of mine for this is that... Like, you go into the game with your knowledge. So at one, at some point, will they eventually make it to where their AR can have... Uh, or their VR can accept your skills and put them into it? Because, like I said, they're making them as games... So are they basically just creating Sword Art Online? It could be. Eventually, like event, you're just going to have your own skills that you can bring into the game, and then augment those skills with skills you learn from the game itself. I mean, if you want to get real meta with everything, Assassin's Creed has had crossovers with Final Fantasy 15, and they've had yeah. crossovers with Watch Dogs. So I mean, if you really want to go that route, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I definitely see this one having a lot of potential uh would definitely love to have that technology at this point. right but yeah that that's one of my picks for the good world what's what's your next good world uh so my next best world uh is the saint Row franchise oh that's kind of ironic for what my pick on bad is coming up okay so the saint Row franchise again not the main character, but like the main character. Uh, I I play my Saints Row game a little bit differently than other people that I've noticed playing it because I don't like doing crime. And <laughs> That's the whole point of the game! <laughs> yeah. I don't like doing the crimes and stuff in games like Grand Theft Auto. I just love the exploration and the, a lot of the stories and stuff like that. But in Saints Row, there is a lot of just like... Like, there is crime, obviously, but the crime is kind of laughed at. It's I not bu- taken seriously. I bought Call of Duty, but I don't like shooting people. Well, yeah, honestly. Like, oh, my if God. I could, if I could play a game where it's like you shoot them, they get stunned, and they fall, great. Play Arkham Knight, to, then. I don't need to kill them. Play I'd, Arkham Knight. In that game, you use your Batmobile and literally run over people, but yeah. they kind of say, oh, they got shocked, and they're sleeping. Yeah. No, that's I love that. full of crap it's a is what that is. It's reasoning. full of crap. Full of crap. Horrible reasoning, but I do love it. It's great. Uh basically crime without consequence or crime without any real 
like actual effect to anybody. Like they rob a bank and people are like, "Hey, can I get a selfie with you?" Like, okay, sure. Well, we are fine. currently robbing a bank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, for me, the only Saints Row games I've really invested in was Saints Row Two, and that was before it became all silly. Yeah. Uh, and it's the silliness aspect that I am kind of wanting from this experience because going into it, I don't really, like I said, I don't really care for the crime and stuff, but in Saints Row 4, you become the president. Like, you were a crim- known criminal, like, not even a mastermind. They've you're really, they really right. Lex luthor this. Yeah, except you're not even, le- like, Lex Luthor has hid behind a public appearance of being a good guy or at least an interviewer and a fighter for mankind in saint Row, there is no illusion that you're a good guy you are a criminal you are not a good guy so becoming president should not have happened yeah well do we've seen people we've seen things like that happen in in the world before that's true uh but in the game Yes, you become president, but not for long. Like the, you don't, you're not president of the world for long because the world's destroyed. I just they have technology though. That's like the Matrix, and that's where the game is. Like you're inside a Matrix of the game. Then they have to where, and this is the reason I picked it. They have a spaceship that allows you to time travel. And cr- since you also have the Matrix-like world, so you can basically go into any virtual world you want. Just pull it up. You have time travel, so you can go to any time period you want. Like, it is. Ex- you have a spaceship, so you can go anywhere in the universe you want. They have a uh, DLC side game. Was it originally supposed to be a DLC, but it became a side game. Where you go to hell... So, you have the afterlife of heaven and hell as well. They have the multiverse because depending on how that plays out, you can have different endings to different scenarios. This is getting too crazy, dude. Exactly. Saint Row opens up time travel, the multiverse, virtual reality, superpowers. Like, this is a world of pure chaos that is just fun to have i just never expected anybody to be like you know the one of the best worlds to live in is saints row say say that like 10 years ago (laughs) yeah it is it's a great uh, i haven't played the new saints row so i had me either again i don't know the only one i've actually beaten is saints row 2 and that was like 2006 (laughs) probably i it has been a while I so since I don't know anything about it, I can't say that. But for the original Saintro games, that world is the one I'm wanting to go into because it just would be a fun world. Especially considering I may not be the main character, but I do have the benefits of the main character. Well, not so. only that, but you're probably in the gang of the main character. Yeah, I could join the Third Street Saints. Like that's awesome. I'll probably get picked on like Pierce though. Because I don't like cr- to do crime, they were like, "Oh, okay, you're the you're the wimpy guy." Okay, you're the like, ner- you're the nerd wimpy guy. Sure, whatever. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Let me go back into the virtual reality world. That's cool. Well, that's kind of ironic that you pick Saints Row for one of the best because my next one for one of the worst is Los Santos from GTA Five. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> like, have you ever seen how they treat NPCs in Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that's why I specifically want to be a, a NPC with main character benefits <laughs> because being an NPC in Saint Row would not be great. Well, we've seen how this kind of works in the movie Free Guy. Like, he's basically yeah. an NPC in and in a GTA world, and they treat him like absolute dog crap. True, very true. Uh, but even like, like you said, shop blown up. <laughs> well, even like you said, well, you get the benefits of being, you know, an NPC. Yeah. When you go online on GTA Five, everybody's trying to kill you. Like, it's still not a good place to be. And you're yeah, always so, being hunted down, and like they send armies after you and shit. Yeah, like. The only perk I could see about going into the Grand Theft Auto worlds would be the like money, the, really, the money, yeah. But also like the really cool like tricks you could pull off. Because, I don't know. I'd still if you're just an NPC with like benefits, like you said, like a basically NPC plus. It sucks. <laughs> all right, so real quick, I do have a question about the list now because Grand Theft Auto did make me think of it. When we die in this world, do we just restart like a normal, like we're going into, or do we just die? I don't know. I didn't think about that. <laughs> we should specify that right now because the cool tricks you can do in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> I would not try if I can die. I don't, in, in the, let's say it's specific game to game because in the world of Grand Theft Auto, if you die, you just kind of come back. Like you walk yeah, out of the hospital, like nothing forward. happened. You're wasted. Okay, that could just mean you got drunk. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so depending on the game. Yeah, so most games you respond. So I'm guessing it's just kind of like that. Okay. That, yeah, okay. But then yeah. The only perk <laughs> for Grand Theft Auto would be the cool tricks you can pull and off. And the money you can get, but like, it's money. It's, well, yeah. You get to have money in a shit world. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, dang, that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. That would probably be the worst one because yeah, you you can still do like crimes that are in but they're not inconsequential. They genuinely hurt people. Yeah, they straight up the murder people dollar. and then the cops come after you. Like, like the, it's not a The cops are really stupid. <laughs> the cops are really stupid, but they still yeah. come after you. Oh, it's not a like, By the way, uh, I, there's a guy on TikTok who makes GTA video skits like this and he's like, "Why is there a why is there a random car in my driveway? Oh, yeah, I stole that yesterday. You brought a stolen vehicle to my driveway? He's like, oh, don't worry. As soon as I pulled in and closed the doors, the cops just kind of forgot I existed. Like, yeah, what? I, what? <laughs> I, I, I mean, drove that, through a shop and then my car was magically painted a different color. They forgot who I was. <laughs> that in itself would be cool. But again, that would be... It doesn't outweigh the, the negatives. <laughs> yeah, that would basically... So, I would agree to uh, that's basically that's basically just a, a tactic to survive this world. Yeah, it's not a like perk no. to do crime. <laughs> it's, it's a, a it's a, perk. a survival tactic. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what's your next pick for worst? Okay, so my f second worst would be We Happy Few. I don't even know what that is. It's a dystopian futuristic kind of world not really if it's like the 60s or 70s style uh where everybody in the world or everybody in uh i think it's england britain stuff like that uh 
over there, they get drugs that basically wipe out all negative emotion and make you happy. I, if I remember correctly, the drug is called Joy. Wait, so it's a it's a drug that makes you just nonstop happy no matter what happens? Yes. That sounds horrible. Uh, it is. <laughs> because you start to... it By doing that, you also start to forget things. For example, spoilers in case anybody's wanting to play We Punch Happy Punch Out! Uh, the game is broken up into, I think, three characters. You have to play the three characters to complete the whole game. The first one is an editor for the newspaper. His whole job is to edit negative things out of the newspaper. That's the, whole, the news is done because all the news ever promotes is negative crap. Well, like, this will be like, oh, a new flavor of joy is coming out or this new music is coming out. Stuff like that. But the music sales are bad. No, take it out. Take it out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's to make sure everybody just is happy. This guy forgot that he was a horrific human being. Like, oh, 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 is that a perk? Yeah, like, so this part, or in the game, you're playing the game, and you f drop your drug. You don't, and you ended up not taking the drug, so you start to see the world as it is. When you're on the drug, everything looks pretty, colorful, and everything like that. Without the drug, everything looks drab, and dark, and messed up, because he, like, for example, the very first part of the game, you... Don't take the drug. You go out of your office. You go into the break room, and you're still signing some of the side effects of the drug are still going on. So you see the break room, and they're all like around a pinata on a table, like oh, let's have fun. They start beating the pinata, and then the drug completely wears off. And as they're eating the candy, you realize it's not a pinata; it's a giant rodent on the table, and they're eating its guts. Oh my as god! They beat it to death. And it, you're like, holy crap. And they're like covered in splattered blood and all this. And one turns around and they see your expression and like, oh, you forgot to take your joy here. And they offer you a joy. And you're like, oh, do I take the joy or not? And that kind of like sets you on the path to the game. Uh, so because you don't take the joy and whatnot, you go throughout the game trying to show that or seeing the world as it is, these all these horrible things, and everyone's just acting like it's completely normal. That's but then you really remember weird, dude. taking the drug make changes your perspective. You don't see it as messed up. Then you realize they haven't had children in like almost decades. There's no children running around. And that's when you realize or throughout the story you realize that's why the main character is such a horrific human being he tricked his disabled brother onto a train where it's pretty implied he died uh they gathered all the children onto this train and it's implied they were all killed it's messed uh, up dude yeah so it would this That's is a really like fucked one of up the game, worst dude. worlds because it messes with your mind eventually you do escape the city and like I guess they imply that not the whole world is like this, just the city, like, area. But still, the game is set there, so that would be the world I'd be stuck in. And to get out of the city would be a hell of, like, trying to do. Like, it is tough. They do not like people escaping. That sounds horrific, dude. And if you're ever discovered not on your drug out in public, like, oh, you'd think that someone would be like, oh, here's more joy, take the joy. But if you refuse that joy... Everyone's like, oh, 
guess we gotta kill you now. No. Like, mobs of people just start running after you to try to kill you. It is, it is a What a fun game. What a fun world. What a fun game, dude. It is a fun game. Like, seeing, finding, like, seeing all the storyline play out and... It's a psychological horror, dude. It is. It is a psychological horror game. Uh, it's also a bit of a survival game because you have to also eat. You have to manufacture drugs to, like, they have a drug where it tricks people into thinking you're on joy like it makes your face look happy but in reality you're still yourself yeah it's it is really that does not sound game. like my type of game <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game but it is a messed up world i would not want to go to it all right well the third game on my good on my uh, good world list is again sort of like harry potter it's kind of a cheap pick but it's the Yu-Gi-Oh universe you Yu- okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise has tons of video games throughout its history. And just being... Imagine everything in the world just being solved by a duel. Like, oh, you and me have a confrontation. Ching duel. To be fair, I've only watched the anime, and I don't even think I completed it when I was a kid. Uh, And I collected some of the cards, but I used them as bookmarks instead of actually playing the game. That's terrible. Uh... So I I don't know too much about Yu-Gi-Oh lore, but don't like some of the games end up being pretty deadly or horrific. Yeah, but that's for the main character's problem. That's his problem. Okay, so you okay you are an NPC, but you do have the benefits of the main character, exactly. but not the faults of the main character. Yeah, so the main character's okay. all fighting the big bad. I'm just one of the guys out there in the world dueling, having a great time, you know. You get to live so, through all the, the, the technology that's in the world and stuff. So you do you play Yu-Gi-Oh still? I play the mobile game sometimes. I still know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh and I still very much right. enjoy it. Then honestly, do you consider yourself a good Yu-Gi-Oh player? Like would you actually <laughs> benefit in this world? I'm hoping I could get some like actual Yu-Gi-Oh training. <laughs> You're like, Yu-Gi, train me. <laughs> I'm busy saving the world, peasant. I'm a pharaoh. (laughs) I'm saving us from the dark realm right now. (laughs) Just go to uh, uh, Kaiba, Seto Kaiba, and be like, I know some of your dark secrets. Train me or I'll leak them to the press. Well, keep in mind, how many different versions of Yu-Gi-Oh are there? You got, you know, you got GX, you got GX, you got Zexual, you got all the other different ones. Like, I forgot they had each one uh, has its own thing too. Like, I'm pretty sure in Zexal, they straight up work on like other dimension stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, in GX, which is honestly my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh anime, is you are literally a student in a in a Yu-Gi-Oh university, and you learn how to play. Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. You're, just, you're just like, it's basically Hogwarts Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, so that, okay, that'll take care of the whole you not and being also, good. And uh, also, spoilers, it also ends up taking a giant turn where you end up having to save the world, but that's Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. Yeah, that, that's the main character that's problem. Just, that's just, that's anime logic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then technology alone... I could see this being a benefit. Yeah, I, I also just okay I, I also kind of ran with this on nostalgia base because I loved the anime growing up. I liked playing all the games growing up. I liked playing the card games growing up. So it's just kind of like ah, fun. I did like the anime a lot when I was a kid. Uh, as I got older, I am I I didn't really got get into like card games very much. 
so I kind of drifted away from the show and went more towards, I guess, not really more, ma- I guess, some more mature anime where it's like, like Hellsing, for example. Uh, I started getting into more like blood and gore kind of stuff, not yeah. really card games. I still, but yeah. I still like it. I actually recently watched one of the newer Yu-Gi-Oh! the entire series like two years ago, <laughs> and I'm 30. Yeah. I mean, I still like childish stuff, and so, yeah, if, if I gave it another shot, I could probably get back into it. Also, if anybody is still a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh! or wants to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh!, I recommend the game Yu-Gi-Oh! and the Legacy of the Duelist on the Switch, because it follows the stories of the animes while teaching you how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Nice. Okay. So, yeah, that is one of my best worlds list. Awesome. An anime world with card games. Yeah, basically. <laughs> cool. Hey, I'd be down for it. So what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is the Mass Effect franchise. And this is best. Yes, this is my third best uh, universe. And while I say it's my like the my best world, it is not a great world to be. Like, technology-wise, it's an amazing world. Storyline-wise... Not that great because throughout pretty much the, the whole. Best? All right, end game. That the end game of the Mass Effect franchise is what I'm going for. So okay, the end of the Mass Effect franchise. Uh, you get three choices for what your main character can do. Technically, four if you ignore the three choices, but three choices they give you. I'm choosing. To go with the control one. There's destroy, control, or synthesize. I've never played this franchise. I have no idea what any of those mean. Alright, so... In the Mass Effect franchise, there is a alien race called the Reapers. They have been coming to our galaxy for untold, untold time. Like, there, there is no record, really. Uh, they themselves don't even know how long they've been doing this. The only thing that we know is they've been doing it since before our entire system cycle uh, because that's what they do. The Reapers come out of deep space into our galaxy, kill all living, sentient, organic material, harvest it, create a new Reaper, go back to deep space. A new solar cycle begins. In other words, mankind's evolution begins. Okay. we grow up to our civilization and whatnot. All the other planets do the same, different alien species and all that. Reapers come in, do it all over again. So these are like millions of years in between okay. cycle. That's uh, yeah. that's one thing I don't. I never wanted to get into Mass Effect because it seems so damn confusing. It's not confusing at all. Uh, like the lore really is. Like they, it's really straightforward. If you go into like the comics and books and stuff, okay, it so can get a little confusing. So, so get to how it affects your choice. All right. In the game, at the very end of the game, you get the choices of destroy the Reapers. So you're rid of the Reapers for good. You can synthesize all machine life and organic life. So they're all combined. There's no difference between them. In other words... I guess get rid of all speciesism. We're all the same now. We're all green. Yay. Uh, or 
uh, control. Your character will sacrifice themselves, their mind merges with the Reapers, and takes control of all of the Reapers. That's the one I'm doing. Now, in the game, Shepard's the one who does this, because he's the main character. He sacrifices himself to do this. Spoilers. Yes. Well, spoilers for... Okay. Uh, I'm going into this world fully intending to sacrifice myself instead of Shepard. I'm so like, why would you want to go in this world? Huh? If you're going to just go in there to die, why go in there? Because when you're when Shepard dies, his mind takes over all of the Reapers. That's it. Like he just loses his physical form. But the <sighs> Reapers have the technology to give you another body. They've been doing it to themselves all along. They've been taking all organic matter in the universe to create a reaper. All I have to do is take a couple of the dead bodies from the war and create myself a new body, and then I'll have control of the reapers, a new body to keep going, and I can try to bring as much balance to the uh, universe as I can. Now, admittedly, this does kind of bring out the tyrannical uh, aspect of my personality. Like, I might become a tyrant at some point. That's Not a great thing. How fun. Yeah, not a great thing, but for me, like that would be the best world for this situation because I will be able to let Shepard be with the one he loves because you can pick a romantic interest throughout the game. Uh, I could then use the Reapers to build the machinery, the technology that is required to go to the other systems because when the Reapers do this, the choice clearly states... No matter what you pick, these are being destroyed. So all of life is going to be stranded on whatever planets or universes they're in. So I'm going to use the Reaper technology to fix that and basically bring Mass Effect back to where it was at the beginning of Mass Effect. Man, you are just, minus... spoil- you are just spoiling the hell out of these games. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. The <laughs> Minus the Reaper threat that it originally had. Now, again... The reason why that is the best case scenario for me, it is, the reason it's not going to be like the best world is because there are going to be a lot of people who die, sadly. There is a giant war that's going on due to this. Well, I will feel bad. I will feel will sad. Will you though? You just said you're going to lose yourself and become a tyrant, so it's fine. Yeah, I will uh, probably, I, not definitely, probably become a tyrant. Oh my but, God. But yeah, so that, would, that is my third best world is the mass effect franchise super high-tech sci-fi technology and i become kind of like a robotic god that sounds horrible well that moves me on to my third worst world and that is pandora from the borderlands franchise (laughs) okay if you have you ever played borderlands nate i played all of one and a little bit of two you didn't finish the best Borderlands game? Well, I had rented it, and I had to get it back. Oh, well, that so sounds I, I like a very old-timey thing to say right there. Yeah, I'm an old-timey guy. <laughs> so, in the world of Pandora, if you're not familiar, you play as a Vault Hunter, which is cool, because you get like powers and abilities, and you kill all yeah. these cool guys. But everything on the planet wants to kill you. Everything. The whole planet... <laughs> Is just out to get you. Like, all the creatures will try to kill you. Uh, Hyperion tries to kill you. Even some of the bandits try to kill you. Even people you're like, 
Oh man, that's a good. Uh, I made friends with that guy. He turns, stabs you in the back, and tries to kill you. Like everything tries to kill you. You have like a nit to, If you are not part of the rebellious group, <clears throat> you're gonna die. Even if you are, you die. It's half the time. Now, spoilers, or maybe spoilers. Like I said, I didn't play the other games. I just heard what other people have told me. Don't like the main characters from the original game end up dying. Like. Eventually, uh, yeah, yeah. Down the line, most of them do. Yeah, like my favorite was the uh, n- like he was like kind of like the ninja with the ninja. bird. Oh, Malachi! I think his name is Malachi. Yeah, uh, the sniper and then guy. In the second one, I played. I think his name was Zero. Yeah, he's the he's the uh, stealth ninja. Yeah, the assassin. Those those two were my favorite characters. Oh man, you're. You're gonna love three. Yeah. Well, I still need to beat well, two. Again, this isn't spoilers, but like if you go in <clears throat> when you play Borderlands three, you'll get more of a background from zero. It's kinda cool. Okay, so real quick, are so you're going into the Borderland universe. Do you want to go into the Borderland universe as is, or do you want to go into the Borderland universe of the uh D and D world that they're doing? Well, See, if I were going to go... Or you don't. This is for your worst. Yeah, this is for my worst. So I would pick Pandora because Pandora's an absolute horrifying, terrible place to live. But if I were to make an argument for the best, the D&D world would be cool. Okay. That's what I was like. Knowing you, I figured you would have loved the D&D world. But yeah, this is for the worst, so Pandora. Okay, so the the place where death is abundant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that okay. that's that's why it's my pick for my third worst world because just every even if you got all these guns, you you played Borderlands, you still die a lot. Yeah, everything's uh, trying to kill you. Yeah, that is that is definitely a that's kind of actually the reason for my <laughs> next bad pick too. Actually, okay, so let's hear it. Uh, so my third worst pick is Outer Worlds. I don't uh, know what that is. Outer Worlds is like Fallout, uh, the franchise or Skyrim style gameplay. Or yeah, um, it's set in a galaxy where a corporation has bought the galaxy, and all these different companies own planets. The reason this is the worst is because it is capitalism unbounded. Uh, people don't really are not really people in this world. They are assets to the company to the point where when you get married your children are expected to be workers for the company that you work for it is in your contract that's that's kind of messed up if you die who if you have no relatives whoever finds your corpse is responsible for your burial arrangements and if they can't afford your burial arrangements they themselves will lose their paycheck because it's being docked for your burial that's messed up. Yes, it is a horrible world of capitalism just gone berserk. So it's basically uh, like our world just manifest worse. <laughs> it, to like a thousand times. <laughs> I there know, is it's, liter- it's kind of a joke. There is literally a character who is the mascot of one of the cap- or companies, and he wears, or he is dressed up like their mascot, which is a guy with a moon for a head. This guy has a moon helmet on him. He can't take it off. 
ever. He doesn't even remember what he looks like underneath it. That's so... How does he eat? He has, like, a thing that the uh, mascot thing opens up. They have, like, lines around the mouth where I'm assuming it opens up and they he can put food in. That's so... What a t- okay. He can't... He's not allowed to speak outside of company quotes. What a horrible life. It It is. And he, when you first meet him, he's so depressed and sad and pathetic because he's just like, I, I don't even remember myself. Like, this is... Just kill me. <laughs> like, you can have the chance to either, like, encourage him to not be the mascot, which I think he still ends up staying as the mascot, or encourage him to be mascot where he's just like you know what you're right i'm gonna bring pride to the company and he just goes head first into it and just forgets everything about himself like it is messed up dude a depressing game because like it's a fun game quirky hilarious at times but the just seriously sad aspect of nobody really getting to choose their life whatsoever people who are mercenaries or people who don't work for a company are considered below scum in this world this Uh, sounds like a terrible game it is it's a fun game uh if you like games like fallout or skyrim or something like that you'd probably like this game uh it was actually made by obsidian who made fallout new vegas okay um and like it a beautiful game, great storyline, funny storyline. Uh, but just if you think harder about it, or not even really think, there are aspects of the game that are just so depressing. Like, uh, there's one where it's like this couple is broken up because they can't produce a child. So the company split them up so they can, you know, go find a mate that they can actually have a kid with. Uh, so they can have future workers. No. Screw your love. Make us children. Love does not exist <laughs> in this. Like, people have the notion of love. It's just, it's not within go- uh, company bylaws. <laughs> so it just that's, not worth that's it. That's super messed up, man. A person, like one of the cooler characters, spoilers, creates one of the cooler costumes in the game, which is like this really... I think you would love it. It's a it's called the Camara suit. And it's a really flashy red business suit. Okay. That d- has all these really cool bonus perks of full-on armor, but it looks like a suit. And your character goes through all these things uh like she the quest giver is a fashionista and she sends you out to gather all the materials. You come back, she's dead. And you're like, "What happened?" And they're like, "Oh, I guess someone robbed the place and it's clearly like they killed her and it's the guards of the town who killed her because all the time, every time she sent you out to get materials where she lives, she lives in the elite city. So, and the theme for your suit is rough neck. Uh, so they're like, we can't have like redneck hillbilly kind of trash in our city so they kill her wow because she spoke her mind i'm like no like that's horrible why she was such a cool character and they're like nope she's dead i'm like i would have never followed this quest if i'd known (laughs) so yeah that 
That is my third pick for the worst world. That's, that sounds like a horrifying world to live in. It is. So that brings me to my second, my number two pick for the best world, and that is the Kingdom Hearts universe. Okay. I know. You're already laughing. I'm a massive fan of Kingdom Hearts. I made a video about it on this channel, on my YouTube channel, about all the upcoming worlds I want. I love Kingdom Hearts, and if you get to be in this world... You and you have access to the uh, like some gummy ship. You yeah. can travel to any Disney World, any Disney World you want. That I, I will say I do agree to like that is a great concept. I do like that idea. I would love to be able to visit my favorite Disney worlds, meet my favorite Disney yeah, characters. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> you might have to fight monsters on the way, but that brings me to my next point. If you have a strong heart. You could become a chosen one for the Keyblade. Because that's what a king with Sora, he had a strong heart, became a chosen one. I will say, due to the parameters that we set, like we get the benefits of the main character, wouldn't that just mean automatically we do get a Keyblade? I mean, sort (laughs) of. Yeah, like we automatically get a Keyblade. (laughs) Uh... Even if you like, don't have a keyblade, like some of the worlds aren't thrown in the darkness. It's just Sora kind of just kind of goes there and oh, by the way, darkness followed you. Ha! <laughs> now I've only played the first two Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. Do, and it's been a long time, so I don't remember the full lore of the Kingdom Hearts worlds. But do they ever explain like what is considered a weak heart that you couldn't get a keyblade? A what card? A uh, weak heart. A weak heart. Uh. I mean, because most of the if Disney it, characters can't get Keyblades. Like, well, that's, the Final Fantasy characters can't get Keyblades. If it's a heart that it is weak to, like, darkness, so they get accepted by darkness, Riku gets a blade. A lot of the dark people yeah, have well, Keyblades. That, they kind of summed it up in later games saying, oh, well, Riku actually has a strong heart, and he, he made contact with with one of the keyblade wielders and he passed it on to him and yeah. that's why so he's, I'm not, that's why he gets a keyblade later i feel like they just use the strong heart thing to like kind of make it to where the characters who couldn't get keyblades feel better about themselves hey, like oh hey, i guess i just don't have that i'm not no, gonna like, sit here and dis- like disagree that the kingdom hearts lore is muddled up and hard to follow and you have to be a hardcore fan to follow it. I agree with all that. I just want to go there to, to to visit my Disney worlds, okay? Yeah. I would strongly <laughs> think that a lot of Disney protagonists have strong hearts. Nah, man. A lot of nah. Final Fantasy characters <laughs> have strong hearts. Nah, man. <laughs> Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, terrible heart. <laughs> yeah. Like... Totally should have been able to get a Keyblade if needed then. That, but if, if, the, if we're going to go that route, flip the coin, that means Maleficent should probably get a Keyblade. For, exactly. She's a strong, evil heart, but it's a strong heart. <laughs> exactly. Like, what they define as a strong heart or a weak heart, I'm calling, I'm wondering about that. I'm, that's just mm, like, that's we need out. something for the protagonist to, <laughs> yeah. to have. Yeah. I'm going to just be like, uh, he's the main character. Like, just come out and say it. He's the main character. Let him Plot have the armor. Keyboard. I don't need any other experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, from what I remember of Kingdom Hearts, they went so deep down a crazy rabbit hole. You don't need another excuse than plot armor. <laughs> like, that, that's it. Like, okay. 
Didn't Keyblades even become vehicles at some point? Uh, not really. It was more like they could transform. Into vehicles? No, into, like, weapons. Well, I was talking about, like, I thought, didn't they have, like, uh, gliders or something? Like, No, I don't remember no? that. No. I don't know what hmm. you're talking about. In Kingdom, Hearts, in Kingdom Hearts 3, you can your Keyblades turn into weapons. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking of then. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I basically picked it for the Disney World. <laughs> and I can fly, yeah, around no, this, that... fly around on a spaceship. Woo! <laughs> I'm thinking like a child. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that aspect I completely agree with. It's like, I don't know. I feel like you would be obliged to hunt down the darkness and like, help Sora. Like, you you just come to, like, oh, guys, I'm in, you know, I'm in uh, the Mickey Mouse world. Woohoo! This is awesome! They're like, shing! Keyblade appears in your hand. You're like, god damn it! Now I gotta go fight evil! <laughs> Alright, so, what I'm thinking of is apparently from Birth by Sleep. When did that Kingdom happen? Birth- when did that happen in Birth by Sleep? Called the Keyblade Glider that Terra, Ventus, and Aqua are able to turn off Oh, okay. I forgot about those. Yeah. They hit like a patch on their on their armor. I think it was more of their armor than it was uh, I don't yeah, it, It's been a little bit since I played those, but I, I know what you're talking about now. I just looked it up and it says uh, their Keyblades turn into the vehicles known as Keyblade Gliders. Okay, yeah. You're right. I do remember that. I've forgotten about that. Birth by Sleep was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. And I've only ever seen a friend play it, so I... That's the only reason I remember that. Yeah. Like, really? So they do that too now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's why, hey, Keyblade Glider, bring it back. Treasure Planet, bro. Oh, yeah, that would be a pretty cool Keyblade transformation. It's in my video. Go check it out. I I did. (laughs) I met everybody else, but okay. (laughs) So that moves on to the number two worst world for you. Or wait, no, did you do your best? Yeah, I still need to do my best. All right, sorry. Go ahead. All right, so my second for the best world is Sims. The oh, Sims what a cheap answer, dude. Oh, I have a way cheaper answer later down the line. That's, but, but wouldn't Sims be in the worst category? No. Okay, so first off, I have the benefits of the main character. The main character is not the little pl- oh no no i know where you're player because the player <laughs> that plays bullshit as- now hold on i will say i'm giving myself limitations on that's this. that's like saying well, the main character's god so i could do whatever i want i mean technically but you can't so there are limitations to being a player now if you add cheats yeah they're you're basically a god you can be like oh i want money just cheat code money but I'm talking about like just regular playing the game. And the reason I picked The Sims is no matter what you do, you're guaranteed to improve yourself at whatever you're doing. There is no like, oh, I just don't have the talent for this or I'm just not that skilled. No, you cook. Eventually, you are going to become a master chef. Like, there is no doubt about it. You weightlift, you're going to become fit. You may not become pumped because Sims characters don't ever like body change like that, except for like DLCs where they become like werewolves and vampires. Werewolves, yes. Uh, oh my god! But they will get stronger. They'll have better stamina. They'll get faster. Stuff like that. 
whatever job you go for, as long as you have the stats for it, you get that job. And you are guaranteed promotions as long as you fulfill certain requirements for that job. None of this, oh, well, we like you where you are. We kind of want to keep you where you're at. So, sorry, we're not promoting. You're guaranteed that promotion once you hit that requirement. Yeah. So, this is guaranteed success for whatever you endeavor into. I can see the benefits of the game. It's just like, when I think Sims, my first thought is like, oh, I trapped this little guy in a burning house. Ah! Yeah, no. <laughs> see, that's specifically why I wanted to, I said this and was like, I am not a Sim character. Because if I was a Sim character, yeah, I feel like some evil malevolent thing would just put me in a pool, build walls around the pool, take away the ladder, and just let me drown. Like, yeah, something I would do in Sims. Yeah, there people do a lot of horrific things in <laughs> Sims. Uh, but yeah, so I would want to be able to control the world like you can in a Sims game, just without cheat codes. Okay, just be able to benefit from the game mechanics. Okay, I I, I get where you're coming from. So I guess that right. makes me move on to my number two worst pick, and. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with this franchise as you probably are, but I knew no, it's a terrible world, and that is the Wastelands of Fallout. From the, oh, okay. From the Fallout series. From what I understand, it's just a nuclear wasteland full of mutated monsters that mur- yeah. try to murder you nonstop. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. They're, yeah, like, that pretty much is why I picked it. <laughs> there are factions in the world, like, first off, if you ever hear of uh, Caesar's Legion, run the other way. Uh oh! Don't don't ever look back because you will either become a legionnaire if you're fit enough, uh, become a slave, or be crucified in a horrible way. That uh, sounds not fun. Yeah, you will. It is not a fun faction. Well, to some people, it is, I guess, but it is a it is a monstrosity of a faction. But yeah, they, I, oh god. There's a lot of factions that, like, seem good, but then under the surface, they're corrupt in some way. So, yeah, yeah, Fallout is, like, it's a fun game, not a fun world. Yeah, I just basically picked it because a mutated, uh, a a nuclear world full of mutated monsters doesn't sound like a fun place to live. (laughs) Like, society's gone to hell. Yeah, I will say, like... If you do get the benefits of the main character, then your survival rate will go up at least. Like, but if you're he, looking don't for you a still die survive, a lot in that game? Huh? Don't you still die a lot in that game? Yeah. Uh, so there are modes in the game where, like, I think mods allow you to where you oh, can... Oh, no, no. I'm talking base game. Oh, just base game? I don't know, because, like, for me particularly... I do a lot of I put a lot of my stats into being able to shoot things and kill them quickly. Uh, plus, they have a system called VATS, which allows you to basically pause the game or make the game super slow mo, focus in on whatever body part you want, and you can shoot that body part. Yeah, but even still, like imagine just being a guy. Yeah. <laughs> there is like there's radiation poisoning. And radiation poisoning is everywhere. You get it from eating food. You get it from drinking water. You can get purified water, but the main water supply is irradiated water. Uh, There are raiders everywhere. 
Um, Not a fun world. Yeah, any semblance of civilization is either corrupt, which, okay, that's pretty much now, uh, but to a worse degree, I would say, because death is pretty much a guarantee for most citizens in a lot of places. Uh, Then you... uh, also, depending on where you are in the world, you're a main character, so you're probably going to be a vault character, or you're a benefits of a main character, so you're going to have the pit boy. That means yeah. you're a vault character. Uh, the vault character usually comes from a vault that is just horrible. Like, it's literally a science experiment on the human beings inside. For example, one of the worst ones was a guy who was locked in a vault with just puppets. Oh, that sounds That's like it. your like, nightmare. He, well, yeah, they had hand puppets. He went insane, and the hand puppets became his friends. And, like, it was like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood where he talked to the puppets. Only one of the hand puppets convinced him to kill the rest of the puppets. Then he escapes the vault and goes on a murderous rampage, slaughtering slavers and raiders, which kind of made him a good guy. But, yeah, the puppet made him do it. He went insane. And that's almost every vault. Every vault has some kind of insane experiment to kill or mess up their inhabitants. So yeah, that's why I picked it as one of the worst worlds because it's just a terrible it, terrible yeah, universe. It, <laughs> yeah, it like fun game, fun world to be in. Uh would love to visit the world because nope, I would li- like to, you're you're living there now, bro. Yeah, would love to visit the world because like some of the aesthetics is pretty cool, but as a place to live in, mm-mm, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> All right, so what's your next pick for the worst world? So, funny you should mention The Wasteland, because my next pick is The Wasteland. There is a franchise called Wasteland. It was actually a precursor to the Fallout franchise. Oh, I had no idea that existed. And the main game, or the first two games, or, yeah, two games were set in Arizona. That That's it. Uh, and Arizona is completely surrounded by a radioactive cloud of dust. So anybody who went into the radioactive cloud pretty much died. So to Arizona, they're the only ones who exist. Eventually, you can, or in the games, you do find out that California is a place that has survived, but it has fared no more, better. But the reasoning, or the reason it's on the worst, is pretty much the same reason as Fallout. There are... Horrible factions. The world has pretty much been fall has fallen to nuclear warfare. Uh, no one really. I don't remember if anybody actually knows why the nukes dropped, but yeah, it's just horrible. There, you do play as a member of a branch of law enforcement that is kind of rising through the ranks of the Arizona desert. Um. So yeah, it's pretty much like Fallout. It's just a wasteland of a place that I would say that Fallout might be worse. That probably. Um, you have in the Fallout franchise, you have super mutants and stuff, but in the Wasteland franchise, you still have mutants, but they're not all bad mutants. Like some of the like you even get a companion that's a good mutant. Um. But you also do have a cybernetic, like a robot enemy that is all about turning mankind into artificial intelligence. Uh, 
synthetic beings. So, but Fallout has that too. So yeah, I'd say Fallout's probably the worst of the two. They're both Wasteland, pretty shit, though, though. Yeah, both of them are horrific places to live. Great places to visit if you want to go like on an adventure. Or I'm something. not interested in visiting it. <laughs> I would love to visit them simply to meet the people and all no, that. They do have, I'm good. I don't need that. Like, I would love to visit a place in the wasteland because there is a place that their entire society is based around old school horror films. Like all of the people there are dressed up as old school horror characters. And I'm like, that is such a neat society. I would love to visit them. But yeah, the the world itself is just a horrible place to live. Well, terrible. That sounds terrible. Yeah. But so that brings me to my final best world. And I just realized that means we're going to be ending on the worst. But oh, well, <laughs> the my final best world, my number one pick is the Pokemon universe. Who didn't expect that? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so why why'd you pick this one? I absolutely love Pokemon. Living in a universe is like a dream of mine. Again, it's just like Yu-Gi-Oh! where it's just filled with nostalgia, just loving the series and loving the franchise and wanting to grow up in the world of Pokemon. Yeah, I know if you look at it through like real people eyes, it's like, oh, you can enslave these monsters and all this Not stuff. Not even wise Wasn't there a villain in one of the Pokemon games that wanted to free Pokemon from being enslaved yeah yeah in from black and white yeah so it's not like oh from our perspective now it's in your that world too they Ah, realize that what they're doing is wrong ah i'm gonna put my nostalgia blinders right back on my face Uh blow through this game and have so much fun (laughs) i'm gonna be like yeah i get to catch my favorite pokemon and they're gonna be my best friends and it's gonna be great i'm gonna make it to put i'm gonna be the champion guys yeah I love this game. This world is great. (laughs) I just imagine you like finding an electrode, catching that electrode and being like, yeah, we're going to be best buds and going on your way. And then like another electrode with two smaller electrodes come out and like, daddy, daddy. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, this is my buddy now. Screw that family. (laughs) Yeah, you just. That's like an electrode rolls out with like two little Voltorbs like that was our dad like I'll catch you all if I need to (laughs) oh see okay now that I'd be okay with you going around just collecting families being like I'm taking you guys on vacation hell no I'm looking at their stats I want the strongest Pokemon in the game (laughs) I'm trying to make this a best for me okay (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be my slave and you're gonna enjoy it that's so horrible. <laughs> nah, I I honestly just picked it because of nostalgia factors. I love Pokemon so Not, much. I can, and I feel like a lot of people probably would because, like, everything they show in the Pokemon universe, for the most part, most Pokemon enjoy being with humans. It's not like they're super depressed or miserable. No, see, that's the Pokemon <laughs> community is split into two. There's the people who are like, oh, I like Pokemon to have partners and have these cute little furry friends. And also, and then there's the competitive side of Pokemon who's like, you are slaves to make me strong. <laughs> yeah. Like, on one hand, I, I get that, like, you can see them as animals and all that. Or, an, or have, ice cream cones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, they're not... 
intelligent beings, so it's okay to have them as sort of pets. They are... That's their level of intellect. If, unless you go to their Pokedex where, like, Alakazam is supposed to be, like, a thousand times stronger than human beings. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the problem, is, like, you can kind of look at it like, oh, they're a pet. Like, it, you have dogs, so why can't you have Pokemon? Because Pokemon Hey, my dog, are... my dog may be a benevolent god, but it's fine. He's still a dog. Exactly. Like, <laughs> your Pokemon are way more intelligent than you. <laughs> That that should not be. You shouldn't look treat at my it like cute little pet. This is Mewtwo. He created an entire clone army to rise up against humanity. But it's fine. He's my buddy. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, here's Arceus. Hmm. The god no. of Pokemon, but he's trapped in my little Pokeball, so it's cool. Yeah, like <laughs> this. On one hand, I can understand why you would pick this world. <laughs> On the other, I'm just like, I I would, could not ever. Like, this would be one of my worst. I don't would. I don't would. I don't would. And really, like, okay, it wouldn't be a worst for me because I'm not the one being captured. It would be like, and I would be like, I couldn't live with myself. They're like, you go to Professor Oak and he's like, all right, Nate, this is going to be our beginning of your Pokemon adventure. Hands you a ball and you're just like, no, no, be free. Yeah, I'd step outside (laughs) and be like, Go, Squirtle. You're free, dude. Go go back to your family. And Squirtle's I'm like, no, so no, tired. you're my master. No, no, leave before he sees you. Go, go. <laughs> Feel like a one of those old-timey sad moments where, I don't love you. Now go, leave. <laughs> Tears falling down my face. Squirtle's like, no. Squirtle's like, I just want to be loved. <laughs> Squirtle, Squirtle. <laughs> or Squirtle pulls out his shades like from the anime. He's like, screw you then. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going to make my own Squirtle squad. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Like, go live your best life, dude. <laughs> All right, so what is your yeah. number one pick? All right, so my number one pick for the best friend or best world to live in. Really, it's not even my number one. I didn't number these. It's just my last one. Uh, game Development Story. <clears throat> what the hell is that? Game Development Story is a simulation game where you create a video game company and you can pick the genres and the whatnot of the video games to make the video games. Now, the reason... Okay. Huh? What a... Okay, continue. The reason I picked this game is because one simple... Well, two simple reasons. One, money. You make a lot of money. Okay. Uh, It is not hard to make money in this game because... Like you, so in the process of making this game, you will get four stats, and then a fifth stat is like how many bugs your game has. You can work out those bugs without having any real effect of it costing your company money. So my gaming company would be making no or games with no bugs whatsoever. Like they would be perfectly made games. What is it? Uh, You're working for Ubisoft? They never make any bad buggy games. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I would be making video games. And uh, you can raise the stats of your employees to do better. Like, you don't have to overwork them or anything. You just raise their stats and be like, oh, yeah, I had this great idea for this type of game. Boom. Done. Now, I will say... The game development does take years. 
Obviously. And in the game, it does take years. But I'm okay with that, because I'm still making a ton of money. Um, the second reason I would pick this game is because I would love to make games that I want to play. Like Creating your own game would be pretty cool. We yeah. we literally made a video on our podcast. Go check it out. It's it's creating our, our own fighting. For, yeah, yeah, creating our own fighting a game. And making a game. Yeah. Uh, so we've done two uh, podcasts actually where we make games. Um. So shut for up. Me, particularly, one of the or one of the themes and genres in the game is. You can pick animals, and then you can pick fantasy stuff and like that. So, I would make a video game where, in my world, it was called Primal Kingdom. Uh, and it is where creatures... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason he's called the Silver Eye Wolf. Everything goes down to wolves. But not just wolves. This is for anybody. Any Anybody. Yeah, right. Uh. Anybody who wants to play a were creature. Uh, so, uh-huh. in the game, it, in my headcanon anyway, because you don't really get to pick like the storyline for these, Primal Kingdom be my own personal game where you pick a were-creature, live in a fantasy uh, world like uh, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that, just all were-creatures. That is money, <laughs> is the what it boils down to, though. It just blows like, my mind. It's just like, yeah, my number one pick is something where I can become a werewolf, obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I can't even become a werewolf in this uh, pick. You could but, b- vicariously through the video game, though. Yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, and I would. I, it's not that I could. I would. Yeah. I anything would to make have... you, anything to become a werewolf, you're going to be like, I'm taking that short route right there. Yeah, because like in Saints Row, I think you can get a uh, costume to be a werewolf. Oh, uh, or not? Honestly, I don't think you can in Sunset Overdrive or Mass Effect, but in Sims you can become a werewolf. Uh, but you can also become a fairy, Raisin. There you go. Yeah, you can be a, a fairy, ghost, vampire, alien, werewolf, bunch of stuff that you can be in the Sims games. But so for game dev story, the whole purpose of me picking this is I want to have my own games or. My company would specialize in custom games. Like people would request a type of game, we would make the game for them. There you go. Uh, so have my own personal game and money. I just want money. Like money would be great. Sadly. Well, yeah, you're just living off of you know your greed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it kind of brings me down to a bummer to have to end on. The last slot being our worst pick. I didn't even think about that when we started, but that brings me to my number one worst world to live in, and that is the world of Sarah from the Gears of War universe. Living in the Gears okay. of War universe. I've only really played the first one, a little bit of the second one. From what, from what I played on the first one, you're just constantly at war with an alien race. Just, just yeah, gen- I... mass genocide. You're fight or die you you have to fight or you will die i have not i've only played a bit of one and two i've not beat either one of them oh. and i've played a little bit of tactics yeah which is the XCOM style yeah gears of war is just a horrific world to live in just uh, 
at I least say, at least in like at least in the Fallout series you have a chance to join a faction. It's just like if you don't join the gears, you die. Yeah. I will say that like a perk I guess would be for this game. You're jacked. Like you are super muscled. Yeah, but you <laughs> also have to be to just survive. Yeah, like it's a survival perk. But when it becomes nighttime, there are literally like alien creatures that come out and just swarm the air of any set, uh, any place of darkness. If you go step outside of light at all, immediate death, dead. You are dead. And then yeah, it, during the day, you have hordes of alien soldiers trying to murder you. Uh, I. I just keep thinking, like, if I were to actually go into that world, I'd just end up being, like, Carbine or one of the Carbine siblings that just keep dying in every game. <laughs> no, it's just, that's why I picked it. It's like, I can't think of a worse world than living in the Gears universe. Well, there's probably out there, but that's the one I thought of. Yeah. So what? what's your number one worst? Uh, So, again, not number one for me. It's just, I didn't really go in an order. Uh, XCOM franchise why would that be bad kind of the same reason for gears but not as bad as gears okay because when the xcom franchise you especially if you're playing like just xcom and xcom enemy unknown spoiler alert you lose even if you beat the game you lose canonically you're going to lose uh they're like you will you're for the first game you have all of the world's governments backing you so you're at least like the world has your back so okay that's cool you're still gonna lose and then the aliens take over the world and then they become the government so the second game you're you don't have the world back and you're just a resistance you're like the rebels in star wars okay except I think you still lose. If I remember correctly, what a you fun, still what a fun universe, man. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because, like, yeah, you're doing really cool shit. You're pulling off all these cool tactical moves and all this. You can design all your characters and real fun game to play, but you're doomed to lose. You're always on the losing side. You're not going to win the war, which just makes it so much worse because you'll be going in and seeing all of these people dying and you're just like, it wasn't even worth it. Like, we're going to lose <laughs> this war, dudes. Guys, <laughs> like, why, why try? Yeah, it'd be like a time traveler going back and joining with a side that loses in the war. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Guys, yes. they're like, guys, we got to take the We're going to win this. And you're just like, are you, though? Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, you're about to die. Think for no of all the think of all the valor we'll have once we win this war. No, well, well actually, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, think of all the valor they will. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's> horrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what is it? that played, sounds like a terrible world. Yeah, I haven't played uh, XCOM Chimera, which is the one after the latest one or the last one I played. So maybe they win. Maybe. The only XCOM uh, I've ever played is not even an XCOM game. It is Mario and Rabbids. Um, <laughs> XCOM style. Yeah, it's an XCOM style game. I've never played XCOM. Yeah, the XCOM games are fun, hard as heck, uh, because the random generator for hit percentiles 
seems to be a little off because it's like, oh, you got a 80% to hit this guy, miss. 20 times. What? <laughs> like, so they must have used like sand attack on you, bro. Yeah, it it's a it's a tough game to play, but it is super fun. Love the customization, all that. That's but, why that's the real reason right there. Oh yeah, I love yeah, any game that has customization, I I'm going to go into it. Uh, but as a world to live in, no. No. <laughs> would not want to go in it whatsoever. Um, but I I do have a bonus game. Oh. To kind of save us from having to end on the worst game list. Oh yeah, let's hear this. Uh, so this is my cheap game. The game I would pick if I was like, you know what? I want to be a pretty much walking god. Uh, and that is Scribblenauts Unmasked. Okay, I don't know much about Scribblenauts at all. So, yeah, the Scribblenauts Unmasked, the Scribblenauts franchise is about a boy who, whatever he writes in his journal, becomes reality. Okay. Uh, So you are a literal god. Yeah. Um, Mainly he uses it, like, the games themselves is you write things and then you can conjure them into existence. Scribblenauts Unmasked, in particular, is set in the DC universe. Your sister, who has a globe that allows you to teleport anywhere, something, I forget exactly what happens, but somehow, like, the globe breaks or malfunctions or something, and instead of going anywhere in your world, you're transported to the DC world, and you have to find your sister, find your note, or help find the globe and all that stuff. Okay. But you get to interact with all of the DC superheroes. That's pretty cool. And so you, you can meet Batman and be like... What what do you think we need to use to f- take down this guy? And he's like, "Oh, it's something we can we can't have right now. It's impossible." Write it in Just my notebook. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, well, let me see here. I'll give you the Green Lantern ring. I'll give you the White Lantern ring. I'll give you all of these Lantern rings. Have at it, Batman. Go and uh, wipe the floor with that guy. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you can summon anything. Uh, my first thing that I would summon though is. I, is something I'm tempted to not actually because the Miracle Machine is a very dangerous creation. It whatever you think of, it brings to reality. So, like considering one's thoughts can scatter a bit, if you think of like the end of all, the Miracle Machine will do it. Uh so the Miracle Machine might not actually be a good idea. No, just stick with the journal. But yeah, still, you're still with, basically a god. Yeah, I'll stick with the journal. I can just write down whatever I want. Uh, so yeah, Scribblenauts, if I want god mode, I'll go with that. Well, that is, uh, we're coming to the end of the podcast. And uh, before we end, uh, end the show, I want to talk about some of the comments that we got on our Facebook page. Uh, we got some comments from James again. He said... I believe that Grand Theft Auto could be used for both good and bad. Usually it has an enjoyable time to play unless you have those random griefers that constantly kill you for fun. It's kind of ironic that I picked Grand Theft Auto and he made a comment about there and get Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Um, we also have one from Ty who says, For the best, Animal Crossing. The debt is actually reasonable and can be paid off just like you're, uh, paid off just living your life. But for the worst, he says, Come on guys, it's Dark Souls. Mm, you know, Dark Souls is definitely a good contender. I couldn't, I never beat Dark Souls. I couldn't even get past like the first 15 minutes of it. Same uh, here. I 
I'm not a good player when it comes to Dark Souls. So yeah, I would completely agree with Ty on that one. That and is It's kind of ironic that you added a little bonus one cuz I on um, while we're doing this list I thought of another one, a little bonus one is that Left 4 Dead franchise is not great either. <laughs> no. No it is not. Uh pretty much any zombie apocalypse yeah, game basically. would not be a good one. But Left 4 Dead definitely because of the different yeah. zombie types. And especially, oh, yeah. I would die super quick because I would hear, uh, what are they called? The crying zombies. Oh, the witches. Uh, yeah. I'd hear that and I'd be like, ah, oh, I need to see if that person's okay. And die. Like, I'm going to help you die. <laughs> like, uh, well, so, yeah, that would be a, that would be my worst, probably. Yeah. Well, that is it. Uh, that'll be all, folks. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the, our podcast today. If you're interested in more content, you can check out the link tree that shows all my other accounts. If you are, if you like this, then please think about liking and subscribing. If you're interested in talking about our upcoming topics, please join us on our Discord and Facebook page, which you'll see in links in the description below. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the podcast. See you later.